I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. Our sleep story is the sixth chapter of Floppier the Rabbit. Lopier has gotten used to spending time with Jimmy. So Jimmy has decided to teach him some tricks. Jimmy decides two tricks will be good for a start and tries to decide which tricks would be best. When Jimmy gets out a hoop for Floppier to hop through, he decides to use a carrot as a way to encourage Floppier to jump through. But Floppier just tries to go around. Will this trick work? But before we continue with our story, let's take a moment to relax. We can practice our deep breathing anytime or anywhere. But before bed, let's first turn down the lights, get comfortable, and make sure that everything feels as it should. Now close your eyes if you like, and we'll begin with a few slow, deep belly breaths. Each time you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your belly. When you breathe in, be sure to slowly breathe through your nose. And when you breathe out, try to push all the air out of your lungs. Breathe in. And breathe out. Notice how you feel when you take these deep breaths. How you get more and more relaxed with each breath. How the weight of your body sinks into the bed. Breathe in. And breathe out. Throughout this time of relaxation and our story, thoughts of the day or the day to come may enter your mind. That's okay and normal. When they come, just try to return your attention to your breathing, to the story and music. Breathe in. And breathe out. Perfect. Let's continue with Floppier, the Funny Rabbit, Chapter 6. Let me see. Circus. Where have I heard that word before? Thought Floppier. Oh, I remember. Blackie the Lost Cat told me she met Dido, the dancing bear, in a circus. But I think I would like to stay here for a while. The boy found a strong, heavy box to make into a little house for Floppier. He put it out in the yard, under a tree, where the rabbit would be in the shade. Floppier was given some lettuce leaves to eat, and he liked them even better 
than he did carrots. There was also a pan of nice water for the rabbit to drink. Well, this is nicer than running through the woods with a dog chasing after you, thought Flop Ear. Still, I would like to find my own home again and have a good game of tag with Pink Nose and Snuggle. Just as the boy thought, Flop Ear did try to gnaw his way out of the box. For the boy knew something about rabbits. They are good gnars, almost as good as rats and mice. They have four front teeth just made for cutting through wood, and they use them in taking bark off trees to eat. So Flop Ear, with his strong front teeth, tried to gnaw out of the box. If it had not been a heavy, thick one, he might have done it and gotten away. But the boy saw what his new rabbit pet was doing and put some tin inside the box. Rabbits cannot gnaw through even thin tin. It is too strong for their sharp teeth. That afternoon, when Flop Ear had taken a little sleep in his box on some soft straw which the boy put in for him, Jimmy said, Now I will try to teach Flop Ear some tricks. Come on out, bunny boy, and let me see what you can do. Of course, Flop Ear did not know what was going to happen to him, but he knew by this time that the boy was good and kind and would not hurt him. We will try an easy trick, Jimmy said. I will see if you know how to jump through a barrel hoop. The boy set Flop Ear down on the ground outside the box. I will see what he means by tricks and jumping through a hoop. The boy had with him a round hoop from a barrel. He held this up in front of the rabbit, but Flop Ear did not know what to do. Jump, Floppy, jump, cried the boy. Jump through the hoop. But Flop Ear did not. I know how to make him, said Jimmy. Then he took a carrot and put it on the ground. In front of it, he held up the round hoop. Flop Ear saw the carrot and wanted to get it to eat. He started around one side of the hoop but the boy gently pushed him back. You must jump through the hoop if you want the carrot, said Jimmy. Lop Ear tried to go around the other way, but the boy would not let him. Then the rabbit saw that the easiest way to get the sweet carrot was to jump through the hoop, which he did as nicely as you please. It was easy for him to jump, you know, to go through the hoop was the only new thing about it. Fine, that's the way to do it, cried Jimmy, very pleased. You have learned a trick, Flop Ear. I don't call that much of a trick, thought the rabbit, but still it may be. Three or four times Jimmy made the rabbit jump through the hoop, and each time Flop Ear was given a bit of carrot. Then he learned to do it without anything to eat. And after a bit, Lop Ear grew to like to do the trick, 
for it seemed to please the boy who patted the bunny's soft fur. Now we have one trick. We'll try another, said Jimmy, a few days later. I wonder if you can stand up on your hind legs and hold a bit of carrot on your nose. Well, it was easy enough, of course, for Flop Ear to stand up on his hind legs. He had done that in the woods often enough, and it was not hard for him to hold a bit of carrot on his nose. But as soon as Jimmy put it there, Flop Ear let the carrot fall to the ground and ate it. He thought that was what it was for. No, no, you can't do it that way, said Jimmy. I want you to stand up on your hind legs and hold the carrot on your nose until I tell you to eat it and clap my hands. Then you may eat it. Now we'll try again. Once more, Flop Ear stood up on his hind legs. Again, the carrot was put on his nose, but he dropped it off and no, he didn't eat it this time because the boy grabbed it away as soon as it fell to the ground. You must not eat it until I tell you to, Flop Ear, said Jimmy. It took quite a while for the rabbit to learn this trick, but finally he came to understand what Jimmy wanted. And then, after a bit, Flop Ear would stand up when the boy told him to, and when the carrot was put on the rabbit's nose, he would not let it fall off and eat it until Jimmy clapped his hands. Now you are quite tame and you know two tricks, said the boy. You are getting to be quite a circus rabbit. I must teach you another trick. For two or three days, Jimmy made Flop Ear do the first two tricks over and over. The rabbit did not mind doing them, for he was getting to like the boy, because he was very kind and good. But two tricks are not enough for a rabbit, the boy said. I want you to know some more, and then I can get up a little animal show or circus with you. Then the boy said to himself, I ought to have more animals. I wonder if I could get a dog and teach him some tricks, or a cat. Gracious, thought Flopier. I hope he doesn't get a dog that will bite. If he does, I will have to run away if I get the chance. Several times Flopier had thought of going away, and he might have easily done it too, for the boy often let the rabbit come out of the box. But then, said Flopier to himself, if I ran away, I would not get such nice things to eat as I get here. So I think I'll stay for a while. I wonder what other trick that boy will teach me. Flop Ear soon found out. One day, Jimmy came home from school bringing another boy with him. I'll show you my pet rabbit, said Jimmy to his friend. Where did you get him? The other boy asked. The boy's name was Sam. I found him in the basket when I brought it in filled with wood, answered Jimmy. He's such a smart rabbit. Here he is in this box. 
Jimmy opened the box. Sam leaned over and before Jimmy could stop him, lifted the rabbit out of the box. Hey, don't do that, cried Jimmy. Don't do what? Lift my rabbit that way. You didn't even give him a chance to know you. Why not? Because it might scare him. It does not, cried Sam, holding Floppier up. Indeed, it does scare me, Floppier was saying to himself. But of course, he could not tell the boys that, as they did not understand rabbit talk. But Floppier kicked and wiggled his legs and showed as plainly as he could that he did not like being lifted up by a stranger. Stop it, cried Jimmy. Put him down, Sam. Please, put my rabbit down, please. And then Jimmy took the rabbit in his arms. Floppier liked to be held that way, and he liked it still more when Jimmy fed him a nice, tender green leaf of lettuce. This is the best way to hold rabbits, Jimmy went on. Well, I didn't know, said Sam. Oh, I guess you didn't really hold Floppier long enough to scare him, went on Jimmy. So now I'll show you two tricks that he can do, and then we'll teach him another. Floppier jumped through the hoop for the first trick and then stood up with the piece of carrot on his nose, not offering to eat it until Jimmy clapped his hands. What do you think of that? asked Jimmy of Sam. I think they are fine tricks. What else are you going to have him do? I'm going to see if I can harness him up and make him pull a little wagon. I've got a small one that used to belong to my little brother. He's too big to play with it now. Besides, he is away on a visit to my grandmother. So I'm going to take his wagon and see if Floppier won't pull it. This talk was all strange to Floppier, but he soon found out what it meant. Jimmy put his rabbit back in the box with some cabbage leaves to nibble. And then the two boys went away. They came back in a little while with a small wagon and some pieces of string. Jimmy also had a little leather collar that had once been on the neck of his pet cat, but the cat had grown too big to wear it. We'll put the collar on the rabbit, Jimmy said, and fasten the strings to it. Then we'll fasten the strings to the wagon and when the bunny hops along, he'll pull the wagon after him, like a pony. That will be great, cried Sam. But it was not as easy as they thought it would be. In the first place, Floppier did not like the collar on his neck. He had never worn one, and he thought it might hurt him. So when Jimmy and Sam tried to put it on, the rabbit kicked and wiggled. Stand still, Floppier, cried Jimmy. We won't hurt you. But even this did no good. The more the boys tried to put the collar on Floppier's neck, the more the bunny wiggled. We'll never be able to do it, said Sam. Oh, yes, we will, said Jimmy. I know a way. I'll go and get a carrot. You hold it for him to eat, and while he's nibbling at it, I will slip the collar on his neck. 
Well, we can try, said Sam. Lop-Ear did not understand all that the boys said, but when he saw Sam holding out a carrot to him, the rabbit knew enough to want to eat it. And as he stretched out his neck to reach the carrot, Jimmy quickly slipped on the collar and fastened it. There you are, Flop-Ear, he said. And surely enough, there was the collar on the rabbit's neck. Well, it isn't as bad as I thought it was, said Flop-Ear to himself. It doesn't hurt at all. But it feels funny and sort of tickles. I don't exactly like it, and I wish I could get it off. He shook his head, hoping to shake off the collar, but it would not come. Then he tried to push it off with his paws, but he could not do that either. No, you can't get it off, Flop-Ear, said Jimmy with a laugh as he saw what his pet was trying to do. But never mind, I won't make you keep it on always, only once in a while when you pull the wagon. Let's hitch him up now and see what he does, suggested Sam. All right, answered Jimmy. They fastened the wagon to the collar of Flop-Ear with strings. Then Jimmy said, Giddy up, Flop-Ear. That's not the way to talk to a rabbit, said Sam. That's horse talk. Well, I don't know how to tell a rabbit to go on in rabbit talk, said Jimmy. So I'll have to make believe he's a horse. Giddy up, Flop-Ear. But the rabbit would not move. He lay down on the ground, for he did not know what Jimmy wanted him to do. That trick isn't going to work, said Sam. Yes, it is, cried Jimmy after thinking a minute. I have a new way. You go in front of Flop-Ear and hold the carrot out, but just so he can't reach it. What good will that do, asked Sam. You'll see, answered Jimmy. Sam held the carrot in front of Flop-Ear and a little way from his nose. The rabbit smelled the carrot and, as he could not reach it, he hopped forward. Now pull it away from him, quickly cried Jimmy. Hold it in front of him, and every time he jumps to get it, move it a little farther away. That will keep him moving, and he'll pull the wagon. Oh, sure enough, so he will, cried Sam in much excitement. And that is what Flopier did. In trying to reach the carrot, which Sam kept moving, Flopier had to move himself forward. And, as he did this, he dragged the little wagon after him. Hooray, cried Jimmy. Now he's pulling it. Halfway across the yard, Flopier hopped after the rabbit, which he was never able to reach. And with every move he made, the wagon, which was tied onto his collar, moved after him. I don't think this is very fun, thought Flopier. I want that carrot, but I can't get it. Still, I suppose it is a trick and I must do it. Should I give him the carrot now? asked Sam, when Flopier had pulled the wagon across the yard. Yes, give it to him, said Jimmy. So Flopier got the carrot after all, and it tasted very good to him. Well, maybe this trick isn't so bad after all, the bunny thought. When he had eaten one carrot, 
Sam held out another for Flop Ear, and once more the rabbit pulled the wagon across the yard. He's learning the trick, all right, said Jimmy. In a few days, Flop Ear got so he could pull the little wagon very easily. And Sam did not have to keep moving away from in front of him with a carrot all the while, either. Jimmy would put a carrot on one side of the yard and set Flop Ear and the little wagon on the other side. Now go get your carrot, Flop Ear, the boy would say. Then away Flop Ear would hop to get the nice yellow vegetable. And at the same time, he would be pulling the wagon. Now he can do three tricks, said Jimmy. When he was not doing the wagon trick, Flop Ear did not have to wear the collar, as it tickled him, and he did not like that. For some time, Flop Ear stayed with Jimmy, learning some new tricks. Often, other boys and girls would come to Jimmy's yard to look at the pet rabbit and stroke his soft white fur. And then, one day, Flop Ear suddenly felt that he ought to go home. It is nice here and all that, and I have a good home, he said to himself. But I think I ought to travel on and see if I cannot find my real underground home and my own parents. I want so much to see them. I'm going to go away. And that afternoon, when Flop Ear was taken out of his box to run around the yard, he waited until Jimmy went into the house, and then he quickly dug a hole under the fence and got out. Once more, I am on my travels, he said. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>